Everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 19th of April 2023. On today's show, a Q&A with you all, the listener, uh, because we have a very special kind of event to celebrate here. We have reached 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a big milestone. We got our first 1,000 subs. We hit 1,000 subs back in, uh, let's see, what was it? I think July of 2022, we hit 8,000 subs and, or 8,000, we hit 1,000 subs back in July of 2022. And now in April here of, uh, let's see, uh, 2023, we are now at 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you all so much. Please subscribe if you're not already. Here it's uh, Locked On Big 12. Appreciate you all when you guys do that. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at LO Big 12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. So we're going to go over a few things conference realignment wise, and then we're going to hit your all's questions. So put them in the comments. Also, I took some from Twitter as well, but we're answering all things conference realignment, Pac-12 TV deal, Big 12 future. Where does the Big 12 go next? Uh, future college sports, all of those things. So please leave your questions and in the comment section in the chats as well. And we will get to them as we go. Also appreciate the folks who have sent a couple questions on Twitter for us as well today. Remind you all today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, number one sportsbook in America. Make every moment more the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, so let's get to it, folks. So um, where what's happening right now at conference realignment? Like, where are we right now? Because things have been relatively quiet for the last few days, right? Um, I know Colorado had their meeting on Monday, but I've got nothing to say that came out of that meeting. I've got nothing that was told to me about it. I'm not connected with Colorado. Um, and I know some folks are saying stuff, but nobody I trust has said anything about it. And so I think the situation with Colorado is this. I think Colorado right now has a plan. If they, their plan is to stay in the Pac-12, they get a deal that they and the others like. If they do not like it, they're going to leave, just like the other schools that we have been talking about. I don't think Colorado is any different. I think Colorado, though, is a more natural fit in the Big 12 because they have been there before. They have some more natural rivalries in the Big 12 conference. So all those things make them a better candidate, uh, make them a natural candidate. I think their silence on some things has made them more talked about entity in some ways, uh, but no movement at this point in time on that front, it feels like. Uh, once again, guys, send your, send your comments, send your questions in the comments section. All right, where I stand on all of this, so I think it's it's pretty cut and dry at this point. The Pac-12, they want to stay together. The presidents ha are, have given George Klyavkov, in my opinion, more than ample time, more than enough time to find a deal that they say works for them, a deal that works for basically all the parties. I think the biggest challenge is the needs and wants of Oregon and Washington are different than Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, different than Stanford and Cal. I think it's a very difficult balance. Length of the deal challenge linear versus streaming uh challenge streaming versus linear versus money big challenge all of it together is very challenging to do and there have been so many put-offs there have been so many date extensions there's been a lot of negative press that if you are a pac-12 president i very much i really think that you could sympathize with somebody right now if, if one of the presidents said you know what we've had enough of the uncertainty we're at a point now where We've just had so much kind of back and forth, back and forth that we're saying, no, 
we're going to pack up. We're going to go to the Big 12 Conference. Now, it's a brave move. It's a difficult move. And that's why I think most presidents are gearing towards the side of, you know what, we're going to give this thing time. We're going to give George every opportunity. But I think it hits a certain point where you've kind of given George enough opportunities. And let's be honest, you're, not, you're probably not going to get a better deal than, than the one the Big 12 currently has. Um, if they do, I'd be surprised. And also, if you leave for the Big 12, you're going to weaken the Pac-12. And then when the next television contract comes around, you're kind of in a better position than the Pac-12 is because it'll be a, a zombie version of the Pac-12, in my opinion. So that's where we are. And, and once again, guys, I know it's locked on Big 12 show. I have a Big 12 flag behind me. But I've been pretty consistent about where I feel this thing is, is trending, where it's going. At first, I said I thought they'd get a deal done. Then next, I said, well, we'll we know uh, it's kind of going the other direction. I mean, the Big 12's got some momentum here. And then and now I'm kind of back 50-50, maybe even leaning towards Pac-12 getting a deal done. But, you know, the pressure is on. It's been so back and forth. And look, this, you know, it feels likely they'll get a, some kind of deal done, but it's not an easy thing to do. And the, the people involved, it's not easy to guess who they're going to be. So there's a lot of uncertainty, and I think that's got to be accounted for. That's That's just my down the middle read of this. Um, and, and look, once again, I know there's a big 12 flag behind me, but I am somebody, if you all have watched the show before, you all know I did not go to a big 12 school. I covered the conference for a long time, uh, for, well, not a long time, but starting in 2020. That's when I covered, you know, began covering the league specifically with Sirius XM and started this podcast later on that year. We've done a ton of shows, folks, and you all know that, yeah, little pro big 12, obviously, want to see them succeed. But when it comes to this, you have to take all of the news for what it actually is. You have to read into the silence right now and that they're working hard. They're trying to, the silence does not mean uh, they're working behind the scenes for that exit. No, that does not mean that anybody who's telling you that I, I really don't know. Like they might, they've got a lot better sources than everybody else. All right. That's all you know. And some of you all say, Josh, no, you're wrong. Sure. Whatever. I, I don't really care, but I've trusted the reporting so far that I've seen and, and at, not once has anybody been saying, well, Josh, you're lying to us or Josh, you shouldn't be following those reporters. Now, they've been pretty consistent. And, and that's why I think that, look, there is a standing offer from the league. The Pac-12 schools want to stay together and they're trying to get a deal. It's now crunch time. And so let's we have to see where the chips fall. On the next thing uh, I want to hit on here is the ESPN layoffs. All right. So the ESPN is laying people off. Jim Williams brought this up the other day about live sports and the desire for live sports. It still remains high, but are we going to hit kind of a critical mass? Right. And he mentioned all of these leagues are eventually going to come up again. And is everybody going to keep paying more and more money for all of them? You know, I, I, I think um, I think we're going to keep seeing people pay for more, uh, more. You know, I think they keep paying more money for this, but I think it will hit a certain critical point. Now, I think they will keep doing it at the cost of employees because ESPN has been doing this for a long time. Remember, they, they cut like their entire hockey staff, right? They rehired folks because they, they got the rights to it recently. But, you know, when it comes to the Big 12, I would not be afraid of the Big 12 down the line getting, uh, you know, getting sent down price-wise. Like $31 million a year per team is not some astronomical cost for ESPN. They're not even paying that. They're paying, what, 23, 24, whatever it is, uh, per school. Like that's not some astronomical cost. So in my opinion, it's it's not like the Big 12 is in any position. They're, they're not one of those top-tier leagues where it's like, are they going to take less? Now, you know, is there – Share going to go up. We'll have to see in time for the next TV deal. But I'm not like overly concerned, overly concerned because we know the next CFP contract is going to be massive. There's no doubts in my mind of the next CFP contract 
being a big one. So I think we have to take that into account as well. But ESPN layoffs, you're seeing them lay folks off, but also you're also seeing Marcus Spears get a big extension according to Andrew Marchand. So where are these television companies? Is there a certain amount of layoffs they can do? Or are we, is it going to be layoffs? And then eventually it's like, well, we've laid people off. We still can't afford all the sports that we want. So if you want to be on our networks, you're going to have to take a pay cut. I don't know. Part of that's going to be how well do the streaming platforms do as well. But that's something to watch. We talk about live sports and cost. And also the Pac-12 right now, could they be affected by that? I don't think they are, but they could be. I mean, if we're talking about ESPN laying off people, we're talking about them potentially taking on another cost in the form of the Pac-12. That needs to be considered. If you folks want to leave questions, leave them in the comment section. I will get to them as we go. Let's answer some now, but first, quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you all by Built Bar. Go to built.com today. It's built.com. Uh, and you guys don't don't miss all their details. I got some fun coming up here. Locked on 15, though, at built.com gets you guys 15% off your first order. Built bars are delicious. They're good for you. They taste good. They've got uh, tons of protein, low in sugar, tastes like candy bar. That's what you guys want to do. Built.com today. All right, folks, time for the questions and keep sending them in the chat. I'll, send, I'll put first put up the ones that we got on Twitter. Uh, so the first question that I saw, let's see, easy to do. Let's get there. Okay. This one comes from at strike nowhere. Is the big, big 12 still considering Gonzaga? Um, I think with where we are right now, Brett Yormark knows that, you know, he's kind of done everything he can when it comes to the Pac-12 schools, right? You've kind of just, you've made probably the best offer. I mean, I, I can't imagine a Pac-12 school would come to him and they'd be like, well, we're not positive what the offer will be to you yet. No, I think there's a pretty good understanding of what Pac-12 schools would be getting if they came to the Big 12 Conference. And so I think if you're at your mark, you're playing the waiting game right now. But also the Gonzaga idea, it was reported that the first presentation he had made the other, uh, the Pac-12, or the Big 12 leadership rather, when it came to this topic, was uh, not with not with dollar figures. It was more about the idea of adding Gonzaga. What are the advantages of this? Well, number one, it strengthens your position as the best basketball conference in the country. There's no doubt about that. The Big 12 is the best basketball conference. It remains the best, best basketball conference. There was no one conference that put together a performance this year in the tournament that would make you say they were better. That, that did not happen, right? So this would strengthen what is already the best conference in America. It would also step into the Pac-12 footprint. You would be going into the area of the country that Pac-12 lives. Gonzaga is in Spokane, Washington. Washington has Washington and Washington State. So obviously, going to the Pac-12 country kind of makes a statement, announces, announces your intentions about what you plan to do in that region of the country. We know Brett Yormark is focused on a fourth time zone, but there is no movement on that. And I think, honestly, you won't see any movement until the Pac-12 deal is done. You might say, Josh, well, if Pac-12 gets a deal done, can they then become more attractive? Yeah, they could. That could happen. But I think this move is more could be more symbolic than anything. And also, I'm wondering about the financial part of this, you know, when it comes down to it. As a basketball-only member. And I'm wondering if you're going to get a majority, of the, you know, whatever majority you need of the Big 12 presidents to sign off on a move like that. I don't know if they have that support. The financials have to make sense, but as an optic move, if it doesn't like cost you really anything, even if you're not putting a ton of extra, not making you a ton of extra money in the short term, it's worth considering. And also this goes along with something that we've been talking about. Brett Yormark sees basketball as a big time property 
for a few reasons. Number one, he worked in basketball. Number two, the game times, you know, the reason why they're cutting down on baseball times is the newer generation, they want them to stay engaged. They want them to stay engaged and involved in baseball and basketball. Timing wise, it's got a pretty good run time. You know, some of these college basketball games, they do run too long with some of the officiating and whatnot. But I think there is a situation in which the Big 12 could put together this in un, an unbelievable package of basketball games with schools. You know, if they had imagine they had Arizona, but even they didn't add, they'd have Gonzaga, they'd have Houston, they'd have Kansas, they'd have Baylor, K-State, obviously, looks like they might just be, you know, they might just up and be a power all of a sudden now, too. Not to mention the various other uh, you know, basketball teams, you know, have done very well, succeeded very much uh, in the Big 12 conference. So they've got this great basketball package. Even if they had like Arizona and they had a Gonzaga, they have like this elite package that they could sell that would just basically like the big Monday package. I kind of called it. They could sell that would be very valuable. And I think younger kids do gravitate towards basketball. And so I think they've got a chance there. They maintain their status as the best league in the country, which I think they very much can. I think there's a good, because, you know, and that's the big thing is the quality of the coaches is what really a lot of times defines uh, how good you know, how good the league is and the quality of the coach in this league is still just unbelievably high. So that's why I think, so I think they are, that offer is still there, but I think they're waiting on anything else for some movement, you know, on, on the PAC 12 thing. A couple questions here from at Jackson zero zero. And the rest of the numbers, not going to read them. Is the big 12 going back to divisions? When will they stay at nine? Will they stay at nine games or go on an eight game schedule? I think ever since we had the one true champion, they have scrapped the conferences and or divisions and they are not going to go back to it. I would not go back to it. I want the two best teams playing every single year. I think having the you play as many teams as possible in your league will yield the two best teams. Sure, some year will it work out where somebody catches a break because they dodge certain teams. Yeah, it's going to happen. But I still like the format where you play as many teams as possible. I do not want to go back to divisions. And furthermore, I think it's just nine games. I think they're going to stay at nine games. I, th- I think uh, nine games is the way to go. Maximize your conference opponents. You want one power five, one maybe, you know, a uh, group of five. I think the best way to do this is nine conference, one P5, one G5. And if I had it my way, you'd have an FCS from the state that you li- that you are in, right? So, uh, you know, um, Texas, for example, you played, you know, Texas Southern, uh, you know, or, or uh, you know, Tarleton State, like whoever you ever want to pick. Like it's got football teams. I'm not even sure Texas Southern has a football team. Uh, but like schools, you know, like you play the schools, you know, give them an opportunity to play you. Even if it's like Texas State for Baylor, I know they're a lower G5, but even playing schools like that, I, I would like. All right. Once again, taking your questions now in the chat. Any noise about what, uh, about slash what the odds are of UConn going to the Big 12 in this realignment round? So, I think this round, it's probably a no, and here's why. Number one, their football program, while they had a nice year, is nowhere near strong enough, and it does not add any value at all. Um, that's, that's at least my opinion. I don't think UConn football does. UConn basketball would definitely add more to what I considered to be you know, that, that A package they could put on, especially with the way Coach really has the thing running right now. My God, right? So I think that definitely adds to it, but football is just not there. And one season of them making a bowl game does not put enough for me to add that in there. And also they've already got the East coast time zone covered with West Virginia. And they've also got it covered now with UCF. So I'm not looking East first. Now, you know, if the numbers were to say, look, this makes a ton of sense for you. I'll do it. Sure. But I'm not going to let the fat, like 
I'd rather have San Diego State than UConn. And you might say, well, Josh, UConn is going to be a good basketball program for a while. And, and you know, they might win championships. Sure, sure. But the Big 12 is in that time zone. And also, San Diego State's got a quality basketball program, so they wouldn't be a fall off. And they've got a strong football program. And they're in that fourth time zone. So we're talking about schools worth adding. I'm turning my attention west before I'm turning my attention east. As much as I kind of like the idea, um, and that would tap, and I would say this, it would tap into more, I, I know how UConn works. There are a lot of folks in those Northeastern cities who are UConn fans, whether it be Boston, whether it be New York. There are a lot of folks in that part of the country who are UConn fans, but I'm not sure it's enough of a fan base to make it worthwhile right now. If, if the out West thing doesn't work, sure, go ahead and do it. Or if it's part of a larger scheme down the line, you know, 20, you know, if we're going to super conferences, sure, go ahead and do it. I mean, you can add a UConn. It's no big deal. Um, Strengthens your basketball and whatnot. That's what we're doing. But now, right now, I just don't think it makes a ton of sense. I'm not hearing any noise about it. I know folks kicked it around, but I'm not. I'm not too keen on that right now uh, for those reasons. Matt needs. I hear pack teams come to the Big Twelve. It needs to be soon, otherwise, may not be able to come. I have not heard that, um, and I don't think it matters. Uh, I, I think that offer is going to stand. I don't think that offer is going to go uh, anywhere anytime soon. Um, I, I don't know why they would take it away. They want to go out West. Um, and I'm not sure you know, what would preclude them from joining in a month from now, as opposed to right now that, that's still going to be there. Uh, and we talked to Jim Williams. He believes May is, is kind of a good deadline on this. Um, let's see. There have been some who think that Oregon state might be a player with F- SDS going to the pack new stadium beat Oregon, up and coming. Yeah. The, the pro, so I actually thought about this too. The, the interesting about Washington state and Oregon state is that they're, they're good at football. Like both of them are actually good, like very solid football programs right now. And they have been as of late. Well, at least Washington state has been as of late. Oregon state has a really good coach in Jonathan Smith. And they did a great job last year. The problem is the brand. Like they're just not television brands. They just not, you know, like here's the thing. What's the game that you want to watch the most every single year that Oregon's got? Oregon State, rather, 40 and slip, because the, the answer is Oregon, right? The answer is Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon. Well, that valuable commodity goes away if they join the Big 12, most likely, and Oregon doesn't, right? So that, that game goes away. What's the game you want to watch most each year with Washington State being involved in? Well, it's their game against uh, uh, Washington, the Apple Cup. That game goes away if they join the Big 12. So while I, while I hear you all saying, like, why don't they target those schools – ESPN would pay the share. I just, it's just not a needle mover TV wise, right? ESPN has said, sure, we'll give you the, the pro rata share. Uh, but Fox has not. And I think Fox is more apt to want Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado, and Utah, as opposed to Oregon state and Washington state, because they're just in pretty remote places and they don't have any real television pull. That's, that's, that's kind of the problem with them. So I have not heard, I have not heard anything on that, on that front. Um, the Big East had a better tournament than the conference. That's true, but that doesn't make them the best conference. Like the Big 12 has been the best conference for the last three seasons. And I think that they were the best conference, you know, wire to wire this year as well. Just you winning the last championship does not mean your conference was better. Like the Mountain West wasn't the second best conference in college basketball this year because they had a team make the, make the, the championship game. It's not really how it works. It's kind of an overall picture. And also the, the Big East, the bottom of the Big East, the top of the Big East was really good. The bottom of the Big East was not was not very good. Um, 
let's see if Oregon state has a killer year, 10 and two, 11 and two would make a big two. Yeah. It just would depend on those ratings though. Right. Um, you know, th- that's kind of the question is, is where are the ratings going to go uh, on, on that? We need a fourth inner, uh, the fourth East team. UConn makes sense regardless of their football program, which is rising. UConn is basically NYC, which is what your mark wants. Sure. But here's the problem. ESPN and Fox or ESPN rather has only committed to pay that pro rata for power five teams. So UConn's not going to get the amount of money the big 12 is looking for. If they add them, it, it's going to be a deficit. I, I think um, Simon also says, Josh interstate games don't go away. Iowa, Iowa state plays to their uh, every other year, different conferences. Uh, they play every year. It's it, uh, at least to my knowledge. Yes, but there's some that do. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is going away. Not saying they can't resuscitate the rivalry down the road, but that game's going away in the immediate future. Kansas and Missouri as a big rivalry game went away. A&M versus Texas went away. Now it's going back, but they're going to be in the same conference. So a lot of these interstate rivalry games have in fact gone away. UCF is not going to play USF in the war on I-4 anymore, right? That game is not going to happen uh, to my knowledge moving forward. The Holy War, we have to say I think it's on the books for a lot, uh, for a while between Utah and BYU. I, I'm not privy to that, but that one, you know, but in the conference schedule, I don't think it's going to go away, but it, you know, it could become a conference game here. So see what I'm saying with the, yeah, some of these games actually do end up going away. These rivalry games, when you do that, they don't have to, but oftentimes they do go away because of this, because of somebody, somebody leaving. Is there a chance that Utah gets passed over for SDSU if Utah keeps holding? No, no. If you can add Utah, you add Utah. That program has been very strong. They had a second, a partner school in that state, so you can start doing Utah, Utah, uh, the Utah swing for basketball. You can, you know, things like that uh, become easier, much easier to do a Saturday, Monday situation. You can do a Utah swing. It gives you more late night inventory. Um, and I know SDSU does the same thing too, but I would rather have Utah. There is no, there, you know, I know San Diego State's basketball is better, but Utah has been to back-to-back Rose Bowls, right? And they did so by beating Oregon twice in 2021, and they beat USC twice. That is a program with serious potential because of the success that they've had. So I would rather take Utah. Also, once again, back to money, guys. ESPN has guaranteed the share and I'm sure they'd be much more excited about bringing on them. Uh, uh, Fox would, you know, how much they'll pay than they would be bringing on San Diego state. So it's, it's an uphill climb money wise. If you add San Diego state, as opposed to like, Utah is a guaranteed money, not saying San Diego state, you couldn't, you know, you wouldn't get even, but you have to fight for it, right? Because there's no guarantee. So what's the incentive for ESPN to give you that even money. You basically have to prove it out that, that they need San Diego state in the programming which I think there's a case there, but Utah is an automatic, uh, automatic pro rata $23 million from, from the league or whatever it is, $21 million. That's uh, ESPN share. Um, Matt Neeson says from Dennis Dodd today. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. I, I, I had not seen that. I had, I had not seen that. Now I will say this. Um, I will say this from, from what I've read from Dennis Dodd is that Dennis is very plugged in with the big 12 folks. So with that, a lot of the sourcing comes from Big 12 people. And so you start to think on that front, well, mm, what happens then? You know, are, are we at a, a spot where uh, is he getting fed a lot of that information? And I'm not seeing that. So if you want to put that in the chat somewhere, 
Uh, I would love that. Just take a look at that. I usually have seen what Dennis Dodd writes, but I have not seen that. So if Dennis, Dennis said that, then I definitely believe that. Uh, I definitely believe that. If you could put that in the chat, Matt, that'd be fantastic. Um, rumor out of Arizona State is that they are not real thrilled about the money they're expecting. They cannot sustain their football b-ball programs. Tells, uh, tells me that they already know for sure what they will receive. Well, Simon, I, I would counter on this by saying that um, – the comments from President Crow a few weeks ago sounded like he was confident they the numbers they were going to get, but they hadn't seen an offer yet. And the recent news tells me that they have not getting the offer that they nobody's getting the offer that they want. And so now the can has been kicked down the road, and I think they're still with the Pac-12. They still want to be in the conference. Um, you know that's that's exactly where they want to be. Uh, all right, you guys are saying Dennis Dodd. Okay, his article will be out Friday. All right, so he's got an article coming out on Friday on this. I'm not sure. Uh, I see Oakley's putting it in there. Oakley, if you could send me, if somebody could send me the tweet where he mentions this, I'd love it just so I could put it out there for you all and and uh, we could all we'd all see it. Um, oh, we'll get Dennis Dodd's comment in a second. But handling this, yeah, I don't know. We, like, look, once again, like I have not heard anything out of out of out of Arizona State, but reading the tea leaves tells me like they want to stay in the Pac-12. They definitely have a desire to do it. It feels like Colorado and Arizona are the two that are more um, keen to leave the conference. But thought Jim Williams made a good point the other day. They want to get that best and final offer. And so if it's not sufficient, what they can do is say, look, this offer you're seeing right here was not good enough. And we had to do what was best for us. And so these schools, you know, I'm not saying they're looking for an excuse to leave. But if they are to leave, they want to make sure they have that ironclad excuse. I think it's pretty fair, but I think also at the same time too, and this is my big thesis on all of this, this is maybe my one pro big, if you guys were to say, um, oh, Dodd did on three podcasts today referencing, okay, had not heard that one. Um, I had not heard that one yet. Uh, so um, my point on this is if you are a big 12, if you're a Pac-12 president, Sure, the justification is, well, we didn't, you know, we want to see the final deal. I get that. But also, haven't you seen enough already? Haven't you seen enough already with the changing deadlines and the CW and Ion and Apple and Amazon to justify leaving? Look, we just know that the Big 12, you know, if you're Arizona, say, look, we just know the Big 12. We know how much money we're going to get. We know how long the contract is. We know we're, we know we're going to be on TV. Our coaches can uh, and our staff can um can market to that cover three podcast okay so i've started it's on three it's cover three that's why yes so i i'm a normal cover three listener uh, i have not listened to today's cover three yet so thank you all for putting it out there love this and guys i've told you all it feels like news always drops on fridays so we'll, we'll have more on that obviously when i can read the piece and we'll go to that now dennis dodd said your remark might be ready to move on the plan b which might include sdsu and unlv said it on his pod his article will be out friday so I know UNLV, uh, they suck. Like, they're not good at football and basketball. They should be good, though. It's, my God, I don't know why. At Vegas, not a college town. I guess that, too. But the the one the one uh, advantage to that is Las Vegas, right? That would put you in Las Vegas, which is a very good sports market. It's a great place to host things. People love going there for events. I get that. San Diego State makes sense. And the reason why San Diego State feels – and look, I, don't, I wouldn't want to move on to that. If you're San Diego State, what you should be waiting for is this. Well, if the Pac-12 gets a TV deal, we feel pretty confident about our chances of getting in that conference. If the Pac-12 
does not get a TV deal, then what I would say at that point is, I don't feel very confident about us getting the conference until the Big 12 is available there, right? And obviously, you know, you'd be fighting for as much money as possible to get in. But I think San Diego State at this point, they know what they're worth. There might be some negotiating, but they feel like it's it's time for them to go to a, a major conference. I think they're more concerned about making that step and the amount of money that they get. So with San Diego State, with UNLV, the one thing is they would take a reduced share. But the problem with that is, is that uh, like how much reduced share are they willing to take and what do the TV companies end up offering? Once again, folks, ESPN is guaranteed for any Power 5 edition to pay the pro rata, but but uh, we said this is a, is this a Brett Yormark comment on uh, oh Brett, yeah 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 okay Brett Yormark smoking mirror so you know and, and once again you know, some of you folks Cameron just points out that this could be a smoke and mirrors comment and I mentioned this with Jim Williams yesterday could you basically say like look you guys are not in as a good position if you were as you were to the Pac-12 schools and eventually say well that that old offer we had is gone we're gonna offer you less now no I don't think you do that though. I don't think you go back on. I think your your priority is adding those schools, so you make sure that standing offer remains there as it is. But I have not heard. Uh, I'll obviously listen to see what Dennis has to say. Get your all's final questions in right now. We'll go for about five more minutes and then wrap this thing up. But um, yeah. So I, I think that's what we have to we have to consider with this is. We're talking about adding these G5 teams as a plan B. Okay, what's the revenue share? What's the money share? And they're willing to take less, sure, to get into a big conference. But is it enough of an advantage um, with what that team brings to maybe take somewhat of a financial hit? And will the school themselves have to take a financial hit? That's what you have to manage. Because when we talk about adding Arizona, right, uh, ESPN out of the $31.7 million that's going to, uh, to Big 12 schools, they are going to pay like, what is it? $21 million, $22 million a year. Okay. Fox is not committed to paying the eight or nine or 10, whatever it is to make up the rest. But, but um, it's, it's such it's like $10 million isn't this gigantic number. So I don't see Fox being like, we're going with 3 million per school. Right. I think it's more like, all right, Fox wants to pay six per school. If it's Arizona, Arizona state, the Big 12 wants 10 per school. Maybe we meet in the middle at, at eight. And so, you know, it's $30 million per new school that's a Power 5 conference. But the fact that you've got like nearly two-thirds of the contract guaranteed, or I think whatever is over two-thirds of the contract guaranteed from ESPN's N, if it's a P5 school, makes it so much easier because that rest of the gap, like, is just some, like, you just got to figure it out. $10 million is a lot of money, but it's not like Fox isn't going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. You're just finding that figure. And is it six? Is it seven? Is it eight? Is it nine, 10? Like that's on the big 12 to get that done and, and, and make sure they procure value moving forward. And I think that conversation is definitely already happened. I mean, a lot of this stuff has already been, you know, taken place. Um, all right, guys, final questions. Simon says, why I chase the week? I can't see presidents buying it all your marks, wild ideas. Well, Simon, I'll tell you this. Brett Yormark's job is not to buy into or not to make them believe all of them. Brett Yormark's job is to present ideas for all of these presidents, and those guys can make decisions based on what is best for their school and the conference. But now, part of what is best for your school is also what's best for the conference, Right. Um, if you are a commissioner, if you're a president rather in the big 12 PAC 12 or any other league, it's not the big 10 and it's not the sec. You very much now more than ever 
have to weigh what is best for your uh, your your school, but weighing what's best for the conference is much more on your mind than it has been in the past. There is no doubt about that. No bones can be made about that. It is much more significant now to worry about the conference as a whole. I can see Amazon putting up $10 million for Friday night, big 12. Yes. But I think, yeah, I guess so if Fox said no, they could go and get another television partner. Sure. But also that TV partner would not um, get picks in the games. Like they'd have to get the next pick on the games. So the way it's been explained to me is like, you know, those schools could come in, but they could still be picked by Fox. Uh, you know, so I'm not sure they get the A pick for that. At least that's my understanding of how that works. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. All right. Final questions. Anybody once again, guys, thank you all for pushing this thing to 4k subscribers. If you all have not subscribed yet, please do. Our next goal will be setting it very soon on the road to 5,000 subs. Help us do that today. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. I enjoy hanging out with you guys. We'll keep on doing this as the summer, as spring and summer roll by. Once again, at LOBig12 LO on Twitter. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, wherever you get your podcast on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.